Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another debate from Intelligence Squared U.S. I'm John Donvan of ABC News, and once again, it is my pleasure to serve as host and moderator as the six debaters you see sharing the stage with me here at the Skirball Center for the Performing Arts at New York University. Six debaters, three against three, will be debating this motion. California is the first failed state. Now, I want to point out that this is a debate. It's not a symposium or a seminar. It is a contest. And you, our audience, serve as our judges. By the time the debate has concluded, you will have been asked to vote twice, once before the debate and once again after. At the end of the debate, the team that has changed the most minds will be declared our winner. And so to round one, opening statements by each debater in turn. Our first debater speaking for the motion, California, is the first failed state Andreas Kluth, who is The Economist's West Coast correspondent. He covers politics, society, and the economy in California and the Western states. He spent a long time working out of New York, having made the move to California. Andreas, I understand in your office you work from a yoga mat. Is is this the... This is not the influence of California? On a tatami mat in the lotus position, that's true. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Andreas Kluth. willing to prove it. Thank you. The proposition is cheeky. As all of you know, all good Oxford-style debates start with a cheeky proposition. The reason this one is cheeky is that failed states usually refer to sovereign states. And what those have in common is that they have lost a monopoly on legitimate violence, if you think that through, or maybe back to poli-sci. When that happens, warlords take over, or maybe Somalian pirates... And the state, as such, loses authority. Well, clearly, no one on the stage tonight is going to argue that California is already ruled by warlords or pirates. So what are we talking about when we talk about one of the 50 states, domestic states? California and other domestic states that may follow have failed if they fail to support their citizens and instead hinder them. California easily meets those criteria, Prisons, California has the worst recidivism rate in the country. How did it get like that? Education. Before California became a failed state, in the Pat Brown era of the 50s and 60s, it built the best public university system in the country. It is currently dismantling that because it is now a failed state. Budgets. A state is supposed to have a budget to pass it on time. California never does. That started well before the recession. And when you have all problems simultaneously, you tie them together into a straitjacket, and that's what California is in. It's in a straitjacket because of its governance structures. I want to to show you what the unique aspect of that confluence is. Unique number one, three states, for example, have this supermajority requirement that both houses of a legislature have two-thirds of votes to pass a budget. Three states. Sixteen states have the same supermajority required to raise taxes. Only one state has both. How did California get that second supermajority requirement? 
It was the infamous Prop 13. I understand it's famous even on this coast. Only one sta- in only one state has the process really run certifiably amok, out of control, insane. In only one state do the inmates run the asylum. Our opponents are great orators. Don't let them confuse you tonight. <laughs> California is the first failed state. Thank you, Andreas Kluth. Our motion is California is the first failed state. You've heard the first opening statement in support of the motion. Now to speak first against the motion, Gray Davis, the 37th governor of California, who happens to be, like me, Bronx-born. Governor Davis uh, uh, encountered direct democracy head-on-head when he lost a recall election in 2003, but prior to that he had won almost every election he had ever run in as he served as state controller uh, and as lieutenant governor. He is, though Bronx-born, a true Californian. Ladies and gentlemen, Gray Davis. First, let me acknowledge that there are problems in Sacramento, but the shortcomings of our elected officials should not detract from the creative contributions of our 37 million citizens. Our GDP, which is one way we measure societies in this world, is 1.9 trillion, far and away the largest in America, in fact, the eighth largest in the world. So one way we measure societies in a capitalistic world is by their GDP, and certainly California has no apologies for that. With all of its problems, it still managed to nurture some of the most innovative companies in the world, Google, Apple, Hewlett-Packard, Cisco, Intel, Disney, eBay, and many other companies that are helping invent the future for California and for for America. It likes to get there first, and it frequently does. It was the first state to regulate greenhouse gases. It was the first to establish renewable energy portfolio standards. What do I mean by that? It said to its utilities, use renewable energy, depend less on fossil fuel. In fact, our Electricity growth has been not a zippo, zero, over 30 years as we became the largest state in America. The rest of the country is more than 50%. Why do I tell you that? Because how America obtains, obtains energy in the future will be critical to our economy, our environment, and to national security. And I submit to you that California's proven leadership in this area over the last 35 years will stand this nation in very good stead. Now, to be sure, we have problems in Sacramento, but believe me, the voters have tuned into this issue, and they have already made change that's substantial. For many years, the legislators drew their own districts, meaning meaning they decided in what district they would run. They decided you would be in my district, you would not. And so, not surprisingly, they almost never lose. Uh, Governor Schwarzenegger proposed a redistricting plan. It passed. I supported it because I believe it's time the voters draw the lines, not the people. Finally, there's a call for a constitutional convention. I support that idea. It's time we eliminated, in my judgment, the two-third vote requirement to pass a budget. Our public sector is on the mend and will get better at the end of 2010. Vote no. Number two, vote no. Our motion is California is the first failed state, and up now to argue for this motion, to argue that California is the first failed state, I'd like to introduce Sharon Waxman, who has a long and distinguished career working for the New York Times and the Washington Post, both as a foreign correspondent and as a correspondent reporter covering the entertainment industry. She has... um, started a, a, a web uh, portal on the entertainment industry known as therap.com, and 
though you are arguing that California is a failed state, you believe enough to base your business there. Yeah, I like the weather. Okay. (laughs) It makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, Sharon Waxman. So let's start with the area I know best that I deal with every day, and that's Hollywood. Hollywood, the symbol, a signature of California, and a symbol, of course, to the world of California's industry, creativity, prosperity, and the values of American culture. Here's the only problem with that. Hollywood's not really in Hollywood anymore. It's gone to New Mexico and Arizona and New York and Vancouver and London. Hundreds and thousands of jobs that produce this juggernaut of, uh, of jo- not just of jobs but of tax revenues to the state has largely fled. Film production is down to half of what it was in California in 1996. And the reason for me it has a lot to do with California failing to create a sense of connectedness with this in- incredibly core industry. It's so much of what we're, we ought to be proud of. But by the way, of course, the entertainment industry is one of America, America's top exports, not, not only California. Uh, it seems to me that the state has neglected it, in, in, and as it has neglected so many things. Finally, I want to speak to you as a mother. I'm the mother of three children, and I moved my family from Europe, actually, to raise them in California. At the very least, I knew that coming to California, that I was moving to a state that had the best public university system in the country, if not the world. Today, that system has been, I feel, taken away from us. Because uh, of the problems with the state, they've just again, you've probably all read about it, raised the fees some 30% in the UC system. How is it that the state is abdicating its role in creating a generation of the best and the brightest in the state of California, which was all about what California represented? It has neglected its fundamental industries, it has neglected its fundamental functions, and it has neglected its fundamental values as a state. Thank you, Sharon Waxman. I'd like to introduce Van Jones. Van Jones was the founder, co-founder of the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights and Green for All. He was part of the Obama administration as special advisor for green jobs. He resigned that position after being targeted in a nasty political imbroglio. But his standing in the greenest state in the nation is enormously high in the green movement. And, and Van, I saw on Facebook a draft Van Jones for governor page. Would you want the job? <laughs> Being honest, sir, but, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. First of all, uh, California is not a failed state, and our, our colleagues have pretty much conceded that they cannot win this argument based on the assertion that it's a failed state. So instead, they point to some failings. Uh, but what they haven't told you is that every single one of the problems, structural and otherwise, that have been pointed to uh, have solutions, and the solutions are now on the way. When you look at a state like California, You look at a state that on the three critical issues that are most important for our country, California is not failing. It is succeeding and it is leading. Number one, how will we power America? In California, we have quadrupled in the past two years the amount of venture capital flowing into the state because we are trying to solve the biggest problem humanity faces, the problem of global warming, and the biggest problem our country faces, the problem of energy independence. California is leading and succeeding in that. Number two. Yes, Sacramento has a ton of problems, but the entire state of California does not live in Sacramento. We have an incredible level of innovation at the governance level, cities, and regionally across the state. Uh, In in Northern California, you have mayors like Gavin Newsom, 
uh, Ron Dellums and others who've come together, who've come up with uh, local creative financing to get green home improvements going, weatherization and solar panels, attached to property taxes so people can actually get all these new technologies going. These are the kinds of things that are happening on a daily basis. And those things don't happen in a failed state. And the last thing I want to say is that the, the third big challenge for this country and for this world is how are we going to live together? In the age of this kind of diversity, how are we going to live together? There are, in Oakland, California, there are 30 to 40 different languages spoken in the public schools. To the extent that there is conflict, it's not about that. We've been able to figure out a way to come together, to work together. That is not just a good example for the United States. That's a good example for the world. This is not a failed state. We have some failings. But this state is a state that is now rallying to solve those problems. Don't vote against us. Vote for us. Thank you very much. I'm John Donvan, and you're listening to Intelligence Squared U.S., Oxford-style debating on America's shores. Okay, a reminder of where we are. We are halfway through the opening round of this Intelligence Squared U.S. debate. I'm John Donvan of ABC News. We are listening to opening statements from each side. We have six debaters, two teams of three, and they are fighting it out over this motion. California is the first failed state. And now to argue for that motion, to argue that California is the first failed state, I'd like to introduce Bobby Shriver, who is a councilman in Santa Monica and co-founder of One.org and a scion of one of America's greatest political families. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Shriver. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciated uh, our eloquence of some of our colleagues, but I want to point out very, very specifically that all the answers are on the way. They're not here now. And I can tell you in local government, where I serve on the city council in Santa Monica, things are bad. We're lucky in Santa Monica because we have a great diverse tax base. But just to give you a couple of illustrations, our redevelopment agency had a budget this year of $30 million. The state took $22 million of that. How can you work on that basis? And this is a reminder also that when you talk about the state, you're not talking about Google and Intel. And you're not talking about local government. You're talking about the state government. It's very important. The state is a constitutional entity. It's a legal entity. It's not California, obviously. I'll give you another example. In Los Angeles, you have the biggest homeless population in America, 80,000-plus people. The L.A. County Jail is the largest mental health facility in the world. If you go there, every single one of you, I don't care what your background or point of view on this debate would be, would be sickened to see what's going on in there. We have completely failed. You go in that L.A. County jail, you will see the weakest people in our society, mentally ill people living in cages. They have 14 full-time pharmacists to medicate them. Of the 85 or some odd thousand people who are homeless, about a third are veterans. You can't have that many homeless people. You can't have the underfunding of education that exists. You can't have that many homeless veterans and say that the state has been successful in creating amongst its citizens a concept of political compassion, that we're going to get together. We have community interests. We're going to get together, and we're going to do something about them. And ideas are on the way, and green tech, great. For the least of these, it's not fantastic in California. It's really not. I'll give you another example, local example. City of Beverly Hills has a school system. Santa Monica has one. The state is organized in school districts. They had kids from out of the city of Beverly Hills, in that district, because the state used to pay, and still uh, may, a certain amount per student. So you would bring people from out of your district who were not there and 
educate them. They changed that formula recently. What did Beverly Hills do? And they're not bad people. They expelled all those kids. Why? We're not getting paid for it anymore. That's a state failure, not a Beverly Hills failure, not a failure of those communities. And, and I like to be optimistic, and I am optimistic. When they asked me which side of this debate I want to be on, I said I wanted to be on this one. They said, well, don't you want to be on the optimistic side? I said, this is the optimistic side. This is the optimistic side. Because if you don't know that the problem is as bad as it is, you think that help is on the way. Help is not on the way. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby Shriver. California is the first failed state is our motion. And you have heard all of the debaters but one. Next up to argue against this motion, Lawrence O'Donnell, who has one of these... Uh, Renaissance man resumes, having held positions as a uh, political analyst for MSNBC and having served as uh, chief of staff for the U.S. Senate Finance Committee and for being a writer and producer on West Wing and for being an actor on Big Love as well. It's a lot. Thanks for coming by. (laughs) I had some prepared material, which which I will use some of, but I would like to very quickly go through some of the points that you've heard uh, from the, the presenters of this preposterous idea. I want to, though, give you the correct concept that you're aiming for here in the, in the title of this proposition, is that the first, the first failed state. What that means is, is it the worst of 50 states? All this side has to do, all it has to do, is give you the idea that there might be somewhere in the 50 states, somewhere, one, one, that's doing something worse than California, or maybe doing everything worse than California, and oh, by the way, might also be a slightly less desirable place to live. That's our chore. We have to find you one that you don't want to live in. You'll hear about different problems. You'll hear Bobby talking about the homeless. That's, that's important. That is, that is tragic. But remember what the case is here. The case is, is is it somehow a California issue? California has more homeless people than any other state. It has more wealth than any other state. It has more poverty than any other state. It has more agricultural production than any other state. It has more people. It has more. Every single thing they will tell you about anecdotally, yes, California has the most of it. Uh, the, the budget cuts in the university system, budget cuts, educational budget cuts have been mentioned. Take your time. Take all the time you need to come up with the name of a better public university, not in the 50 states, in the world, a better public university than the University of California at Berkeley. Take your time. We have all night. <laughs> the delicious irony, the delicious irony, of having this debate in this state. The New York Times, in its seemingly endless editorial series called The Failed State. It stars, as usual, Albany. I lived here longer than I've lived in Los Angeles. I worked in government with Senator Moynihan the, and the, one, what we discovered and what we harped on endlessly uh, back in the 80s and 90s was New York sends more money to the federal government than it gets back, hence all of its budget problems. Well, the problem is much worse in California. California 
gets 79 cents back for every dollar that it sends to the federal government. So the reason you don't have 40 other so-called failed states is because California tax money is paying for Alabama. It's paying to keep Alaska running. It's paying to keep Arkansas afloat. You can't balance any of the books in those states without the money that comes out of California pockets to fund it. Thank you, Lawrence O'Donnell. And that concludes round one of this Intelligence Square debate. This is a debate from Intelligence Squared U.S. I'm John Donvan of ABC News, serving as moderator, and our motion is California is the first failed state. We asked you in the audience who will be serving as our ultimate judges when the debate, before the debate began to tell us where you stood on this issue. Before the debate on the motion, California is the first failed state, 31% of you were for the motion, 25% against, and 44% are undecided. So it's really wide open. Now moving on to round two. And in round two, the debaters address each other directly, and they also take questions from myself and from you in the audience. And I begin with a question to the team that is arguing that California is the first failed state. You have been making an argument primarily that the failure of the state of California is largely a political failure, the failure of the political system leading to gridlock and, as a result, lack of services. The other team, they're listing several kinds of successes. They are listing successes in innovation and in technology and in the development of, uh, of greening the state and personal connections, political connections on a small scale. They're coming back at you with success. Andreas Kluth of The Economist, what's wrong with that argument? Well, in particular, Governor Gray Davis was making that point. I wrote down a direct quote from you, Governor. In California, the private sector is the envy of the world. The public sector is on the mend. You asked me what's wrong with the logic of the first part, and in fact, I'd like to do that, and the second part as well. And examine the first part and go and take a larger uh, period of history, a few hundred years. The most elegant leather shoes come from a town near Bologna in northern Italy. The best violins come from another town in northern Italy. That's been that way for hundreds of years. Would you honestly make the case, would you have made the case for much of post-war history that Italy was not a failed state in the European Union because they had a great shoe industry and a great violin industry in the northern Italy? Gray Davis, to respond. It is irrelevant. The other point, just briefly, you cannot seriously say that the public sector is on the mend at the very moment when they're dismantling entire government programs that were intended to protect the weakest, and people are literally going to die, certain old people at home, because home visits are stopping. Andres, let's have uh, Gray Davis respond to your first point. The The state is not an abstraction. It is the sum total of the energy, the vibrancy, the creativity, and the innovation of 37 million people. So for Andreas to dismiss all the energy, the excitement, the creativity that is producing the iPhone and the social networking uh, and alternative energy. My God, we've got ExxonMobil investing $600 million into a San Diego project that will turn algae into oil. I mean, if that's not the establishment saying you're doing something smart in California, I don't know what that's about. Now, to say that's not part of the state is is to say the state is just some civil servants and some black boxes we don't know anything about. The state are human beings getting up every day, doing their best to make the world a better place, expecting to succeed, frequently succeeding, but realizing that risk-takers, though they are, failure will eventually, well, failure will occasionally occur. 
I mean, are, are, we, are we looking into algae and oil in New York? Are we looking into algae and oil in Kansas? Are we looking into algae and oil in Mississippi? They are in Nevada and Andreas Arizona, Clinton. and especially if you want to talk about the green economy, look to Denmark, China, Israel. Gray Davis. Do, we, now, do I get it? We just have to find one state that's La- doing La- La- less, less on oil to algae. Lawrence. If there's one state that's doing less Lawrence. on oil to algae, we win. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about budget cutting, and they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to have to cut back on home health care visits and things like that. Um, there are 43 states, 43 states that have cut their enacted budgets of 2009. They enacted budgets for 2009. They, 43 of them went back and cut them. Okay, uh, and now in in searching for new areas of revenue, so they don't have to cut quite so much money. The brilliant idea that your governor here in New York is proposing is to legalize ultimate fighting. <laughs> Congratulations. Bobby Shriver. I just, since Lawrence is so funny and so experienced, I just have to do a few little uh, touch-ups here. They don't win if there's another failed state. That's not true. It, it's, it's whether this is the first failed state. So he would have to say that, New, which he's New York was saying first. right here in New York, that New York is the first failed state. Maybe that'd give him a little bit of a point. But Lawrence, I, I think he's I, I got you on that. I don't think that, that's what it is. Let me do a couple of things. Berkeley is a great university. You know what it costs to go to Berkeley a year? $30,000 a year. Is that a public university? It's owned by the public. But when you say, find a better one than Berkeley, that's not a public university. The original act that created Berkeley, you went to Berkeley free. Free is public. Free is the community. $30,000 of after-tax money per year is not free. Let, let's let Gray Davis come back. Okay. The, under, the fees have gone up. As governor, I opposed every fee, but the fee to be an undergraduate in Berkeley this year is $10,000. Okay, well, then I'm wrong. I read it undergraduate. in the L- it's in, uh, L.A. The Times that schools, it will rise. The graduate schools of law and business for several years have been allowed to float up, and they are, as Sharon suggested, dollars uh, $30,000, but Ph.D. candidates are very low. Even to me, at ten grand, it, it's for people who have modest I agree. incomes, I, and I ten grand of after-tax money not 30 is a real grand. thing. Se- second thing is, I think if you support, which I do too, a constitutional convention, you're, when have people had constitutional conventions? The National Constitutional Convention was when there was a big old mess at hand. You don't have a constitutional convention when things are going great. They have to lose because you, you don't have a constitutional convention Let's bring in, Van Jones. in a successful or a less than failed state. Van Jones is arguing Rules against change by the minute here. Exactly. Well, 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 first of all, you're conceding the point, which is that we have in California the tools to continue to solve these problems. And when you say you have a failed state, uh, which, which you are, what you're suggesting, first of all, you're trying to take off the table the economic successes. The economic successes are a function, especially in the the clean tech area, of policy successes, of political successes. We have been able to put aside partisan differences on one question, which is if we are going to have the jobs of tomorrow in California, we've got to have the technology of tomorrow, make the products of tomorrow. It's it's striking to me. I've never heard of a failed state where that is the uh, eighth largest economy in the world. Um, I've never heard of a failed state that is uh, uh, literally one-eighth of the output for the entire country. So I, I think, again, 
uh, you're, you're conceding when you talk about the fact that we're talking about a constitutional convention. We're talking about a whole raft, a California Ford and other folks are talking about a whole raft of fixes. We've got the tools and the innovation and determination to fix the problems in California. So you're That's saying, you're saying then, that the, the existence of an ambulance team means that the hospital is basically not shut down quite yet. Well, if you want to go with that, if you, if you want to go with that analogy, I'm, I'm making the difference. I'm saying that the patient's not dead. And, okay. and, 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 and that's what these guys but, are trying to do. I think that's a valid, a, 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 actually quite cogent argument. Andreas, can you take that on? Sure. So if you, if you say if you want to change it to California is dead, then I have to tell you we're not debating that. We're not arguing it. What we're, by the way, uh, I agree that failure, as you said, is an occasional stop. I happen to be writing a book at the moment about how failure and success are imposters. But you have to be honest that a failure has occurred in order to fix it. Californians are honest about it. That's why they will pass the two initiatives that will call for a constitutional convention, just as Americans after the Revolutionary War called a constitutional convention because the Articles of Confederation were a failure. And they accepted that and admitted that first, and then you start fresh. So you need to admit honestly that a failure has occurred. Then you move on. Move on. A few, Just a little bit of mopping up about the public universities. What is the still remaining excellence of the university system a sign of? It's a sign of the Pat Brown legacy when California was not a failed state. So don't get confused about this public university. It was a sign of something working well 30 years ago. And you you will see when it's gone that something failed today. And we will patiently await your naming of the state that (laughs) spends more on its university system. On a per capita basis? Spends more on its university. Uh, this is well, your argument. Right. I mean, is, exactly. <laughs> kind of missed, like missed that. I right. want to go to Thank the audience you. for questions now. And again, uh, raise your hand. I'll find you. Um, there's a, a, a woman. No one here has raised um, the issue of what was passed in 1979. And that was a, a proposition where basically negated the state from raising any tax revenues to feed everything that you're talking about, whether it's schools, public universities, services, art, what have you. Great that we have clean tech and we have the private industry and we have capitalism and competition. But if you don't have the public monies to support initiatives, where do you get it? You tax the capitalists? Van Jones. Well... The the problem in California isn't primarily a revenue problem. I mean, uh, we we had a a courageous governor, frankly, who uh, was willing to do what needed to be done with regard to to the so-called car tax. And uh, uh, $5 billion was on the table. That's off the table. We're the only only oil-producing state in the country that doesn't tax oil when it comes out of the ground. There's a a billion dollars. There there are revenue sources that are available. The problem in California right now is, which, which is why we're here, uh, is that we haven't agreed on the vision for California going forward. I think, obviously, Prop 13, from my point of view, um, has been a disaster for the state of California. Uh, but, from, but, but what I would say is simply this. Uh, we have an abundance of uh, opportunity in the state of California because of the success of not just our clean, we brag on our clean tech sector because we're so proud of it, but we have nine different regional economies um, which gives us the ability to do uh, what countries do, frankly. Uh, we have an agricultural region. We have manufacturing, et cetera. And I think that where, where we are at this stage in, in the development of California's uh, economy is we will fix the tax structure. We will fix the budgeting structure. We've already got redistricting done. And then anybody who bets against California right now is going to lose an awful lot of money. 
I'm John Donvan, and you're listening to Intelligence Squared U.S., Oxford-style debating on America's shores. The motion is, California is the first failed state. Stay with us. I'm John Donvan, and this is Intelligence Squared U.S., Oxford-style debating on America's shores. The motion is, California is the first failed state. Welcome back to the program. I haven't come to this side. This gentleman in a blue shirt, sir, you stand up, thanks. Thank you. Uh, First of all, I I think that the the dwelling on the word first in the first failed state is is honestly frivolous. Um, I'd like to... To pose, though, to Governor Davis, I I was a San Francisco resident for 15 years, and and I arrived uh, feeling very, very excited about the idea of direct democracy. And it seems like we're avoiding that topic because, to my mind, it is the very uh, very prevalence of direct democracy that is ruining California and ruining California's political system. How do we fix the direct democracy problem in California? Okay. As somebody who was I, I think a, everybody's nodding official. on this one. I'd like to go to Andreas. And Andreas, in 14 well, seconds, the remind... Was, remind the question was put to me. Was I it? I feel like was Reagan it? saying, Mr. Oh. Green, this is my microphone. I'm sorry. I'm answering the I, question. I apologize, Gray Davis. I had a moderator and, lapse. And I, I, I just want to ask you... I can speak with authority on direct democracy because I'm a victim of it as well as... <laughs> as, as can well you, as, Governor, as, can uh, you... Can you take 10 seconds for the people who missed civics class that day? Ten seconds to remind us of what what direct democracy involves. Direct democracy in California basically means that all issues get to the voters sooner or later. And if they don't get to them sooner, the voters put an initiative on the ballot and take matters in their own hands. And basically, everything of consequence gets decided uh, by the voters. They have the power, and I would suggest in our system of special interest, the only people who have the power to improve things in Sacramento. They can improve them further with the passage of the open primary, which I assure you the Republican Party will oppose, the Democratic Party will oppose, which ought to tell you how you should vote. Uh, And on all major issues like the Constitutional Convention, the vote in November will just be to go out and come back to us with recommendations. If we don't like the recommendations, we will vote them down. But we know the legislature, Republicans won't allow taxes increased, Democrats won't allow cuts in in major programs. They are immobilized. They can't solve the problem. The only people who can solve the problem are the voters. But if they don't come back with good ideas, then the voters will will knock it down. So direct democracy can be a problem, but it also can be uh, a saving grace. Andreas Kluth. First of all, I have to say I agree exactly with you. Because you lived there and because you came from outside, as I did, you saw that direct democracy is a large part of the problem. Part of it is confusion over the word democracy. James Madison didn't want it even used in the constitution of the country because he was afraid. They had studied ancient Athens, which was a failure because of direct democracy. They had studied Republican Rome, which was very stable. They wanted Rome, not Athens. Fast forward. Here is the word count of the longest initiative, 15,633 words. I remember driving in the car when several propositions were decided last year. An English teacher called in and said she's not able to understand the initiatives on the, battle, uh, on the ballot on grounds of syntax. That's number one. People vote for double negatives when they think they're voting for the triple negative. <laughs> there is, it is in California. Um, this is a statement against direct democracy as practiced in California where the legislature is hobbled because it cannot amend initiatives and is unique in that respect. In California, it is the least informed way of making decisions 
it is curious how often the tough-on-crime voters vote for longer uh, prison terms but forget for the taxes to pay for larger prisons, vote for faster trains, for smaller school classes, for all these things, and somehow forget not only to vote for the taxes but then also vote for Prop 13 so that they can't even be raised. Taxes can be raised in California. Property taxes are the only taxes affected by Proposition 13. And what it tells you is how much they can be raised. What Proposition 13 came along and said, you know what? You're sitting here. You're living in your house. You might be on a fixed income. Your house may have gone up in value dramatically over the years while you're sitting in, living on that fixed income. And now we cannot just come in and raise your property taxes 25% next year. They put a limit in how much you could raise them. And the income tax is sitting there ready to be legislated at any time, and the income tax is the fair way to fund government because it is based on your ability to pay. Taxes can be raised. They never passed a bill saying taxes can be raised. Bobby Schreiber to respond. I just want to make one small quibble. Actually, it's a large quibble uh, with uh, with, uh, Gray, which is he, he used the phrase, voters put these initiatives on the ballot. The real harsh truth, I'm afraid, is that voters do not put the initiatives on the ballot. There's, in fact, a huge industry, which are, in effect, sort of semi-private legislatures. There are people who are very well financed, who may not even live in California, who can hire teams of people to write legislation for the state. Uh, And some ridiculous things have been passed because people, as Andreas was saying, can't figure out the syntax. I'm a lawyer, and I can't figure out some of them. The book that comes to you when you vote is that big, and you're expected to read in very fine print those documents. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to point out the this, this, this is this is classic California. Here you have the, the people who are saying the ballot initiative is terrible. It's awful. We've got to get rid of it. So we're going to use the ballot initiative to get the constitutional convention that we want. That's the that's the exactly the beauty of the system that we have is that we in California we have big problems, but we also have big tools to solve those problems. Okay, well, I'd like to get to one more question with your indulgence to be, just to hear from from the from the people. Um, I'd like to get the panel to focus on the task at hand, and I think the task at hand is ours. We are being asked to cast a one-word answer, a vote, to a six-word question. And the six-word question is, California is the first failed state. And I'd like to focus the panel on the word is. Lawrence O'Donnell. I I just want to check up here where where it was determined that that concentrating on, on the word first is frivolous. What did you make of that one? Depends on what the meaning of is is. No, I think not at all. Sharon Waxman. We're we're clearly saying uh, from a position of people who live in California, who believe in California, who who have decided to spend our lives there, that California is currently a failed state. It makes me very sad to hear the other side of the panel giving, paying truly lip service to the notion that, yeah, it has some problems. If you live in California and you read the news every day. It is a litany of failures, roadblocks, gridlocks, budget, uh, pick your billion, 20 billion this week, 30 billion last three, six months ago, whatever the hole is it has to be filled, the latest service to be cut, the latest milk and cookies that will not be served. It is, this is the lives of the people of the state of California. It's not a joke. It's not how bad is New York or how bad is Arkansas. This is where we are spending our lives. And for us to be arguing this, it is because we believe that California does hold the promise of being the greatest state in the nation, not because we believe it is irredeemably failed and cannot be saved. I'd like to respond to that. Ray Davis. We believe in California. 
we know it will solve its problems and get better. We are doing the best we can in a very difficult time. I'm sure Sharon has noticed that there's a national recession. There are problems all over America. We are bigger than other states, and the problems sometimes are bigger in California. But they're not too big for us to solve. And along the way, we are contributing enormous productivity and innovation to America. And I suggest to you, as we get more global, we're going to rely more and more on states that can innovate because you can't outsource an idea until someone invents it. And that concludes round two of our debate. And here's where we are. We are now about to go into round three where we will hear brief statements, closing statements from each of the debaters in turn. And this is their last chance to change your minds before you vote again. From the live audience vote beforehand, we know where you stood before the debate began. And here again are the results. The results before the debate on the motion. California is the first failed state. 31% of you agreed with the motion. You were for it. 25% were against it. And 44% were undecided. You'll be asked to vote again. On to round three. Closing statements from each of the debaters in turn. And speaking first against the motion, Lawrence O'Donnell, senior political analyst for MSNBC and former Democratic chief of staff of the U.S. Senate Committee on Finance. I'm from the state where words matter. Um, So some people have doubts about what is is mean. That's a familiar question. Uh, Some people have doubts that first should be in here, which is to say, Uh, It's allowable, then, if we drop first, that there are other states doing things much worse than the California government is doing things. Uh, In the fiscal years that cover this current recession, the uh, 2009 through the 2010 fiscal years, states have faced $256 billion in budget gaps. They've solved $73.1 billion of those budget gaps so far. Now, California in its riches, just like New York in its riches, has been generous. It has a Medicaid formula that is more generous than other states. If you're on Medicaid in California, you get more benefits at a higher level of income. The the income cutoff is a higher level than in these other states. And so if you want to say to Alabama, go ahead, Alabama, keep it up. Keep it up. Don't let people have Medicaid if they they make as much as $15,000 a year for a family of four. Don't let them have it. If you want to vote that way, and say, I'm going to penalize the state that has tried, and in its trying has the struggle then in this anti-tax environment in this country of raising the money to pay for what it has promised, and then ends up in this very difficult fight every year about how do we balance this budget that doesn't seem to be balanceable, which is exactly what happens in this state every year, exactly what happens. Then go ahead, penalize those states. Declare here tonight that Alabama has done a better job than California. Lawrence O'Donnell, your time is up. Thank you very much. Our motion, California is the first failed state, summarizing his position in favor of this motion, the Economist's West Coast correspondent, Andreas Kluth. California is the first failed state means simply that tonight, as we speak, it is a failure. It does not mean that five years from now it cannot have made a fresh start. You have to take a a vital step first. You have to admit that something has failed for you to change it. This is sort of a microcosm of two... Uh, organizations in California, one called California Forward, one called Repair California, the names will tell you nothing what they stand for. One wants to deny that the failure is fundamental and wants to fiddle, wants to fiddle here, fiddle there, and hope that it'll get better. The other is Repair California, which is the organization now pushing the initiatives for the Constitutional Convention. They want you to say uh, that the failure is fundamental and therefore we need a new constitution because ours is 
unmanageably complex, with 500 amendments, all because of initiatives. The people of California will pass those initiatives calling for a constitutional convention, and that is because the people of California take it for granted. They just assume there is a consensus that the failure is, as of today, in fact, there, that California has failed, and that we must start fresh with a new constitution to prevent it. Finally, first simply means the other states, the other 49, have to watch out so they don't repeat our mistakes. Thank you, Andreas Kluth. Making his summarizing statement against the motion that California is the first failed state, Van Jones, former White House Special Advisor for Green Jobs and co-founder of the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights and Green for All. Um, I, I want to say that uh, it's been posed that if you don't believe that we are sub a collapse, that we don't care about the people who are suffering in California. That's not true. When you are looking at how you evaluate any situation in your own life, you look at your problems, you look at your deficits, but you also look at your assets. And as long as you are breathing, as long as you have the ability to confront your problems, you're not a failure. You're not a failure until you quit. People in California have not quit. We are moving forward. We are coming together in ways that are extraordinary, and we will solve these problems. And I ask you to vote to support us, to encourage us and say that we're not failures, you're not failures, this country is not a failure. We have problems that that we have to solve, and we will solve them together. Thank you, Van Jones. Making her summarizing statement for our motion, California is the first failed state. Sharon Waxman, editor-in-chief and founder of TheRap.com, an entertainment and media business news source. Well, I believe the other side has actually made our point. They've said that California is filled with innovative people. It's full of ideas. That invention is still vibrant in the state and the lifestyle is beautiful. But all of that is despite the fact that the state has failed. And it's not because, and we stay there for all those reasons because we continue to push forward, but not because the state lends a hand, plays its role in providing education, transportation, a prison system, a medical system, the things that are the state. And to hear uh, Van say that we are coming together in ways that are extraordinary, um, it sounds really lovely. I have no idea what that means. Um, we're, we're not coming together, and there's nothing extraordinary about what's happening to California as a state except extraordinarily bad, I'm sad to say. So I ask you all to vote for this proposition as a gesture of not only that we have proved the case, but as a gesture of helping take the step of consciousness and of moving California toward the right future, which is not the path that it's on. Thank you, Sharon Waxman. Our motion is California is the first failed state, and summarizing his position against the motion, Gray Davis, the 37th governor of California, also served as lieutenant governor, state controller, and state assemblyman. I want you to vote against the proposition because the proposition is what it purports to be. California supposedly is the first failed state. By any measure, we are more generous than virtually any other state. I was proud to provide health care to 900,000 youngsters that didn't have it when I became governor. Occasionally there's talk that maybe we have to reduce that by a little bit. I don't like it, but we're living in tough times. We're more generous on our health care programs. We supplement what the federal government does. So sometimes in tough times, we're not able to do all the things we would like to do. We're solving our problems. 
The people are taking matters into their own hands. I'm confident that they will adopt an open primary. I'm confident that they will give voters the chance to go out and make recommendations to change what's happening because of the shortcomings of 121 people in Sacramento. And we're going to be a very important part of America going forward in our global economy. So I would ask you to look at the proposition and say to yourself, California is doing a lot of things better than most other states. I'm not going to say it is the first failed state in America. Please vote no, which I think is number two on your, on your list. Very good. Great, Davis. Thank you. Our final speaker, summarizing for the motion, California is the first failed state, Bobby Shriver, Santa Monica City Councilman and co-founder of One.org and Red. The people that the government and the sense of political compassion is created to serve are really, really bad in California. Uh, the reason that we have a lot of homeless people in L.A. is not because L.A. is big, as Lawrence suggested. It's because the policies of the state don't work. Mental health financing is with the county. Housing is with the city. They don't work together. They haven't worked. I want to reiterate, we're the optimistic people. We're not moaning and groaning. We're not, uh, oh, woe is us. California doesn't have a lot of brilliant people, a lot of venture capital, uh, a lot of cool companies. We acknowledge all that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the state, which is a revenue collection mechanism. It disperses money to do things that the community wants done. If that isn't happening, the state, not the people, not our energy, not our optimism, not our tools, none of that is relevant. It's a revenue collection thing based on principles. We are not collecting and distributing the revenue to the most vulnerable people in the state today by an immense margin. The suffering there is immense. And that's why you have to vote to give a wake-up call to the people who hold the power in the state and the people of the California so that they could feel comfortable to say, you know what, we're optimistic, we're going to get it done, but we, we got a problem. Thank you, Bobby Shriver. And that concludes round three of our debate. Now the results are in. Uh, they've just been handed to, re- to me. And remember, the team that changes the most minds is the team that is declared the winner. Now, our motion is California is the first failed state. When you voted before the debate, 31% of you were for the motion, 25% against, and 44% undecided. After the debate, 58% are for the motion, 37% against, and 5% undecided. The team for the motion wins our debate. Thank you very much to all of our panelists, to you and our audience. From me, John Donvan, thank you from Intelligence Squared U.S. This Intelligence Squared U.S. debate, presented by the Rosencrantz Foundation, was held at New York University's Skirball Center for the Performing Arts. Robert Rosencrantz is chairman. Dana Wolf is the executive producer. Maureen McMurray and Rob Christensen are the radio producers. And I'm your host, John Donvan. For more information or to purchase tickets to future events, visit www.intelligencesquaredus.org. Intelligence Squared is distributed by NPR.